Here you go, here you go. Oh, that's your time. <laughs> you won't get no volume. I thought Mike was going to say some stuff, but he didn't. All right. Well, I won't make you turn your Bibles to the passage I want to talk to you because my son so eloquently he already told you what its passage is. Um, but uh, in Genesis 3, Adam and Eve, the story of Adam, I've often, I've often, there you go, <laughs> how about that? You ever felt sometimes like your Christian life is complicated? You ever felt sometimes like it's like you're trying to put a puzzle together without the picture? You know what I'm talking about? You ever put a puzzle together, like a thousand-piece puzzle, you know? And, and you know how important it is to have the cover of the puzzle? If you don't have the cover of the puzzle, it's awful hard to put the puzzle together because all you got is these random pieces. And sometimes it's like, how do I make sense of this different shade of blue where there's, you know, four clouds in the puzzle? And how in the world do I put this sky together, you know? You know how it's really important for you to sometimes be able to see what, it, what the thing looks like and it's done in perfect state? You know, when Adam and Eve, I thought about Christian life and I thought about, you know, what it is to have fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ because I'm like Brother Tom, I'm not much for resolutions or, or, or whatnot as far as the new year goes. You want to know what I want for the new year? I, I'd like for my fellowship to be a little bit better with the Lord Jesus Christ. And don't you know that Adam lived, Adam is the only guy in the Bible that got a chance to have fellowship with God when everything was perfect. Everything was perfect. And so he is walking with the Lord and he's talking with the Lord and he's having a, he, he, he shows us what fellowship looks like, right? That passage shows us what fellowship looks like. He's walking with God in the cool of the day, right? But you know what I find about walking with God is that, is that he also had other responsibilities as he walked, Right? He had to tend the animals, and there was different things that, that God had for him. And, and there was also a deficiency that God needed to, uh, to, to, uh, to uh, provide for him, and that is his need for a wife. And don't you know, with a wife, there also comes responsibilities, even in a perfect world. She can't be uh, just left by herself in a perfect world. Right? you got to tend to your wife, even if there's no sin. you got to worry about your wife. She's like, ringing the bell. <laughs> Right? You know, fellowship, listen, sometimes, guys, Christianity, you have to be real careful. Because sometimes, because pre preaching is preaching. Preaching, you're, you're putting Jesus Christ way up, and sometimes you're bringing the Bible way out and everything. But you got to be careful that Christianity doesn't become this wall that you stand in front of, and it seems insurmountable. And you look up at it, and you think the preacher's always telling, well, scale it, scale it. Get up! And you're like, I can't, there's no rope. Get up! Well, there's no, there's no hand, there's no place to put my feet. Get up! Why? Because if you don't, you're the devil. That's not Christianity, folks. Christianity, listen, you've got to walk with God. You fellowship with the Lord, you know, it's just doing my daily responsibilities and talking with the Lord. Hey Lord, how's it going? What you doing today? It's good to see you, man. It's good to have a good to have a skip in my step and a you know a little spring in my in my step. It's good to have some breath. It's good to have life. 
And he talked with God. He talked with God. You know, I, I try to, you know what I'm trying to do in 2022 is, is put my prayer life more under the microscope, my own life. Really try to focus in on, on communing with my God. Communing with Jesus Christ. That is what fellowship looks like. That's that perfect picture. Right? Not every, listen, not everything, not everything is done uh, sitting in a pew or, or with your face in the Bible, although I believe you should read your Bible. But not everything can be done if all you do is read your Bible. And you would be wrong if all you did was read your Bible. And you would be wrong if all you did was pray all day. I had guys in school when I was in Pensacola, they said, hey, Joe, uh, let's go pray all night. I'm like, nah, I'd rather not. <laughs> well, you just don't love God. I guess I don't. <laughs> Why? Because I had to get up and go to work the next day. Those suckers didn't last three years in Pensacola because they tried to pray all night all the time. They say, oh, we got a hold of God. Yeah, well, you never got a paycheck. And that was the reason <laughs> you couldn't stay in school, right? But you know what we see? Fellowship is a choice. Because, listen, we've got to grow past salvation. Salvation is a wonderful thing. I thank God that I'm saved. I thank God that I don't have to worry about I don't have to worry about uh, dying and going to hell. I like Brother Mike Stahl. Thank the Lord. I don't have to worry about that. Uh, I, and, and I'm glad that to be reminded of that in order to, you know, have compassion on folks that, I, that, that are going there. But ultimately, my fellowship with Lord Jesus Christ is my choice. I choose to do right, and I choose to do wrong. Just, that's, just, that's just life, folks. That's life. That's Christianity stewed down to a fine poison. I have a decision to make moment by moment every single day. I'm going to do this or I'm not going to do that. You know what else the passage shows us? It's so simple. It's so perfect. Is that fellowship can be restored. Fellowship can be restored. Adam, he makes a mess of it, doesn't he? <laughs> That's an understatement. You know, Romans 5, 12. For by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, therefore death passed upon all men, so all have sinned. Man, would you have that on your shoulders for like all eternity? <laughs> Wouldn't you like to be that guy? You talk about Abraham's bosom, right? He like one of the first guys down there, and everyone comes in and is like, gee, thanks. <laughs> and for like, you know, four or five thousand years, like, man, there, there's the guy over in the corner. He's just sitting there in Abraham's bosom like, oh, Lord, I shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry. <laughs> sure made a mess of it. Sure made a mess of it. But you know in 1 Corinthians 15 it says that last Adam was the Lord from heaven. And the Lord Jesus Christ came and shed his blood to, re to redeem us from our sins. But not just that only. As was already mentioned in 1 John 1.7. If we walk in the light as he was in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ his son cleanses us from all sin. You say, what, it, what, is, what is this whole thing with 2022 and... I don't know what kind of year you had in 2021. Could have been a great year for you. Listen, God, just because there's still like pandemic stuff doesn't mean everybody had a bad year. Maybe you had a good year. If you didn't, if, if you didn't get wrapped up in all the talking points, I mean, you'd realize they change every week. And if you didn't mess yourself up in them, you probably had a good year. Because you went to work and you did your thing and you, and you came to church and you had a regular life. But you want to know something? Sometimes we make a mess of stuff. Sometimes we look back. At the year, sometimes we look back at the week, sometimes we look back at the day, and sometimes we look back from the morning as we sit in the evening and we go, man, I made a mess of it. I'm just glad that I got the blood of Jesus Christ that still can get that thing straightened out. 
I don't care how big of a mess you've made. I don't care how, how you look. Maybe you look back at 2021. It's just, it's just like shambles. It's like, man, Lord, I just, everything. I, just let, I let stuff get the best of me. I just, I just did too far. I did too much. I, this, that, and the other. He says, uh, yeah, can you imagine, Adam, that day Jesus Christ broke Abraham's bosom? And he's been there for thousands of years. Everybody going, there's that guy, you know. And all of a sudden, he's, he, I think he runs through the crowd in Abraham's bosom. And he says, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. And he gets over in the corner, and here's Adam. And he's sitting there, and he says, hey, Lord, it's been a long time since I've seen you. It's been a long time. Last time I saw you, he was walking in a garden. Last time I saw you, you had a look on your face, and you, you slayed that lamb, and I'd never seen blood like that. And you, took, you, you, you buttoned it up for a while, but I, I know I've tasted the kiss of death. He says, Adam, get up. Say why? He says, I'm here for a reason. <laughs> what you messed up, you messed up, you made a mess of it, but I'm just here to tell you, I'm fixing it today. <laughs> I'm fixing it today. And why don't you just come? Because I'm gonna lead captivity captive, and he gets out of there. And now we can walk with the Lord Jesus Christ and we can have fellowship because we have his blood. I don't care what your past, I don't care what things are going on, guess what? What you need to do. This isn't a Joeism. You just need to get under the blood. You know what you do? You walk on. You walk on. Have my truck stolen out here. And I was stupid. Have my truck stolen. Left my keys in it. You want to make it easy on a guy to steal your truck? Leave your keys in the truck. Right? I remember coming out of church one Sunday and they're like, man, your truck's gone. I'm like, man, surely it's not gone. And that pit in their stomach, you're like, oh, man, something, I just, I'm such an idiot. I'm in trouble. That's not my truck. That's my, that's my work's truck. <laughs> not like it was my property. I messed up. You know what happened? They took that thing and, boy, they, they wrecked it. They painted it. They tried to rip stuff off. They ripped the mirrors off. They, did, they wrecked it. They wrecked it. They found it a couple days later. They get me and the pastor went over there and got it out of the impound. It cost 200-something dollars. You know, they put that thing in the shop. You know what they did? They buffed it out and they painted it and they cleaned it. They did all this different stuff. They gave me my truck back a few months later. And I sat in that thing. I felt like a brand new truck. I felt like a brand new truck. You know what's pretty good to know? Maybe because of your own stupidity and maybe your own decisions and your own just like head stuff, you made a mess of something. You want to know what Jesus Christ can do? I don't care what, listen, I don't care what it is. He can clean that thing up, take care of that thing, and he'll deliver that thing back to you. You know what it'd be like? It's sitting in a brand new truck like, man, Lord, you fixed it. Oh, you fixed it. You fixed it. And you go into 2022, not with your head down. With your head up saying, man, Lord, I'm sure glad. And if anything, your sin may not stop, but the blood of Jesus Christ won't run out either. Amen. Amen. My encouragement to you is to, is to claim the blood. Learn, uh, Dr. Ruttman always told us, keep short accounts with God. Amen. And if you're going to be a good sinner, be a good repenter. Amen. The altar is your friend. The blood of Jesus Christ is always there. And the only reason we don't capitalize on it is because we feel like we're too dirty. And we feel like it's, oh, I've done it before. He says, I'd like to have fellowship with you. And that blood still cleans me up. Yeah. Amen? All right, go ahead.